when you have a content asset, now you are able to leverage that asset in many different ways and forms, right? You could leverage it as advertising. You could leverage it in your blog to improve your SEO. You can leverage it on social media to build awareness and build your audience. There's so many ways you can now deploy this content so you're able to create repeatable systems When you create repeatable systems, you get to the next benefit, which is you can actually start to earn more while working less. Welcome to Begin As You Mean To Go On, the podcast for mission-driven, service-based business owners who want to increase their income and their impact without burning yourself out. I'm your host, Karanda Adair, the founder of Carvel Digital. And today I'm gonna talk to you about one of my favorite subjects, content, specifically using content as an asset. And I have a a whole boot camp around content, so I'm really, really excited to talk to you about this today. But before we jump into that, if you are new to the podcast, do me a favor and listen to this entire episode. And then if you find value, I want you to dig yourself out from under the pile of gems I'm about to drop on you and go to your podcast player and leave a five-star rating and review. That would be an amazing thank you if you get value out of this content. All right, let's get into it. Here's what I see happen a lot. I work with basically a category of business owner that you could define as experts. I can tell the difference between what I call a content aware expert and a content unaware expert. So let me give you some symptoms to know if you have this mindset of a content unaware expert. Content unaware experts are people who do things like they blog, but they don't have strategy around that blogging. They're creating content because someone told you that creating content is what you should do, but you're not exactly sure why you're doing it and you're not exactly sure what to produce. So if you have the problem of, you know, you struggle to figure out what kind of content you should create or you're just, you're posting a lot and you're on this treadmill of social media or blogging, but you're not seeing a lot of results, then you are probably in this category. So good news for you, you're listening to this. So let this be the last day that uh, you find yourself in this category. And I'm gonna talk to you about how to move into a different category of content aware experts, okay? Before I do that, let's, let's do some story time. I kid you not, just minutes before I hit record on this podcast, One of my friends and audience members showed up in my DMs and said, hey, do you have any openings in your boot camp? Now, this is a person who has been following me for a while, has, you know, bought some of my smaller digital products, came to the point where she was ready and showed up and said, hey, how do I get in? And I literally just had to open up my email, paste in a message that was already created with all the resources for her to get started and send it off. How easy is that? How, how much would you love to just have people show up in your DMs or in your email and say, hey, I'm ready. How can I pay you? So that's the kind of thing that content, good content can do for you. Let me tell you another story. I call this what content has done for me lately. This was a few months ago in uh, July, and my coach threw down this challenge to her community to make 10K in 10 days. We were all sort of as a community doing this challenge together. And the challenge started on a Monday when I was leaving to go on vacation. So we found a place to go that was, you know, very remote. It was going to be, you know, on a ranch, a little bit of Wi-Fi, but really the plan was just to go there, chill out, let our dog run around. And that is the start of the challenge. I'm like, okay, what can I do to participate in this, even though I am going on vacation? 
right? It was, I think I was going to be on vacation. It was a 10 day challenge. I was going to be on vacation for five of those days. So I put my thinking cap on and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm an automation specialist and I'm all about content and I'm all about using your assets. So what can we do? And I had two team members who were fairly new to the company, but I sat down with them and I said, okay, this challenge is happening. I'm going on vacation. Here's what we're going to do. And we picked a product to sell because I have a, a number of digital products and we picked a theme for our content and I gave it to my team to say, okay, here's the theme. Here's the library of content you have available to you to put out into the world while I'm gone. And here's what we're going to do to make sure that our clients are also taken care of, right? So we put that all together and then I went to the woods and I laid in a hammock and I walked around with my dog and it was amazing. At the end of that time, I came back from vacation. We did $15,493 in revenue while I was gone. And that is a very different scenario from vacations past. So if you're sitting here and you're thinking that sounds impossible, just know that I have been there and I have gone on the vacations where I'm stressed out the whole time about, okay, yeah, I'm having a good time, but like no money is coming in and how am I going <laughs> to recover when I get back? Like I have been there. Okay. So this is the other side of that coin and it is completely possible if you do the right thing. So we're going to talk about what that is. Let's talk about the mistakes that I see people making quite often. There are three main categories of these content mistakes. The first is you're not thinking about your content as an asset. And it's very odd for people, if they're coming from more of a brick and mortar mindset, to think about you know digital assets as assets. If you had a store and you had physical items in that store, you would understand like, I have to order these items, I have to store these items, I have to keep track of these items so that when people want them, I can make them available, right? That's very easy in the physical world. In the digital world, not so much. But I actually have a content library, I call it the pot of gold, and I'm going to share it with you. I'll let you know how to get that. It basically contains the last seven plus years of valuable content that I've created. And it's categorized and it's labeled and it's tagged and it's dated so that it's very easy for me when someone is requesting something from me or they're talking to me about a problem that I've already created content on. It's very easy for me to dip into that and get the right content to answer that concern or that question or, or that objection. So you have to think about your content as an asset. The second mistake is you don't have a strategy. You're just sort of what, doing what I call blogging to blog. And there's no strategy behind it. You don't have an end goal. You're not measuring anything. You don't know if it's working. So we're going to talk about how to get a strategy. The third mistake, which comes from the previous mistake of having no strategy, is that you're creating the wrong content or you don't know what content to create. So those are the three things, and we're going to address how you can overcome those mistakes. But first, I want to let you know, what is the benefit of even doing that? Because, you know, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. But if you do that work, you can move to the category of what I call content-aware experts. And here are some of the benefits that content-aware experts enjoy. We know how to leverage content to attract ideal clients. I just shared with you how someone showed up in my DMs, like, ready to go, right? And the clients I have now, I can honestly say, you know, I have had clients from hell in the past. I can honestly tell you that all of my clients now are delightful and I love working with them. And I... I just literally don't allow people into my, <laughs> into my world that I'm not going to love working with. So if you are content aware, 
your content actually helps teach people how to be successful with you. It helps draw the right people to you because you're creating the right content. It allows you to create repeatable systems, right? When you have a content asset, now you are able to leverage that asset in many different ways and forms. You could leverage it as advertising. You could leverage it in your blog to improve your SEO. You can leverage it on social media to build awareness and build your audience. There's so many ways that you can now deploy this content. You can use it in um, email in an automated fashion. There's so many ways you can now deploy this content and then measure the success of your content. So you're able to create repeatable systems. When you create repeatable systems, you get to the next benefit, which is you can actually start to earn more while working less. And I know that's so cliche and, you know, visions of people laying on the beach and whatever, but really, isn't that what we're looking for? We want to be able to enjoy our lives as well as do our work. And that's what you are able to do. Now, another benefit that people don't talk about a lot is you actually get better clients. You actually get higher quality clients. And I kind of alluded to that uh, a minute ago in that you are actually teaching people how to succeed with you with your marketing. And the result of that is that when you do get clients, they're going to be dreamy. If you never experienced this, if you're just kind of trudging along and, and you have clients that are okay or, or you know, you have clients from hell, let me tell you, the first time you really get your ideal client, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so much easier and they're paying you more usually, and you're never going to want to go back. So highly, highly recommend that. This one's going to be big for those of you who struggle with sales or don't like sales, is you get to stop convincing people to work with you. You get to stop being quote unquote salesy, right? And isn't that the dream? I know a lot of people have a lot of head trash around sales. They struggle with sales. You can let your content do most of the work of selling for you so that really the quote unquote sales conversation is really about, is this a good fit? Is it a good match? Do they actually have a problem you can solve, right? And do you want to solve it for them? That's a much nicer and more fun conversation than going in and feeling like, oh, I got to close this sale. So you get to let your content do that work for you. Another important aspect is you're going to get more respect from clients. And when your clients respect you and they trust you, you're going to get those clients better results because they're going to do what you ask them to do. This is why I straight up stopped actually doing any sort of done for you in development work is because I was having a lot of problems with people who didn't respect and didn't trust the things that I was asking them to do in order to get the results that they wanted. And so I just had to just cut it off completely. So doing that for a while allowed me to come full circle. But um, working with clients who I, I, I have literally said to a client, go create an account for this software so I can do something cool. And she went and did it and we did something cool. <laughs> it just allows you to actually do the work instead of spending all your time explaining the work when clients trust you. Next, you're going to get to stop doing things that you hate in your business. Now, we all have to buck up and we have to do things that we don't like in our business, but you don't have to do everything and it doesn't have to be forever. And I'm guessing that a lot of you listening to this right now wish you could spend less time on social media because that, that is a thing that I hear so, so often. Um, and that was my wish as well. And so because I have this content library, my social media manager is able to take that content and deploy it in different channels. And it's still my brand voice. And she does such a better job, honestly, than I was doing. And I'm able to do that because I've already created my brand voice. I've already established a relationship with my audience. 
And so now I'm able to hand that off and really have very little to do with it. All of these things add up to you actually having a business that you enjoy much more than if you were having to deal with all of these things that you don't want to do or you're not good at. And so that's a lot of benefits, y'all. I give you that list so that when we get to the part where you have to do actual work, hopefully you are now motivated to actually do this work. So what do we want our content to be? You need some things in place for this to work. Okay, because we want our content to be organized, we want it to be strategic, and we want it to be accessible on lots of different platforms. In order for this to work, in order for your content to be effective, you need three things. Three things that I talk about ad nauseum that I will keep talking about ad nauseum. You need a clear offer. So when people come to me, I just had a strategy call this week actually with someone who was all over the place when it came to trying to tell me what they actually did. I'm like, I can't help you because you don't have a clear offer. And sometimes I can help people get clarity on their offer. Her problem was actually that she didn't like what she was doing. And I'm like, well, I can't help you move forward on something you don't like. So you need a clear offer and it should be something that you actually like delivering. It should be something that's in your zone of genius, not just your zone of excellence or your zone of I'm doing this because I can. You need to also have a really good understanding of your market. So one example of having an understanding of your market is I'm going to do a future episode where we we talk about technology because I know a lot of y'all are struggling with the technology piece. And I know that because I've been literally for years helping people overcome their blocks with technology, whether that's through teaching them how to use their technology better or doing things for them. So that's something I can talk about with a lot of authority. I know what the pains and problems are. You need to have that understanding about your market. What are the things sometimes you want to understand their problems better than they do themselves? Okay. And the third thing is you need an actual map of the customer journey. And I would encourage you to first think about your own customer journey with something that you've bought, whether it's, you know, a large purchase that you made for a car or an investment that you made in your business. I think it's more accessible and easier for people to understand this and connect with it when they think about their own journey and then try to extrapolate that onto what are your what is your audience going through in order to become your client or your customer so you know you're not going to go know everything and depending on where you are in your business you might be doing more conjecture or you might actually have more data but you need a map of the customer journey which is how do people actually find out that you exist in the first place when they do find that out How do they come into your universe? Do they get onto your email list? Do they get into a Facebook group? How do they enter your ecosystem so that you can start building relationship? And then what are some of the things that they need to understand and believe and accept in order to buy from you? When does it make sense to put those touch points in front of them, to put content in front of them that actually fosters that understanding, that creates those beliefs, that changes their beliefs if it's you know, they have to overcome some limiting beliefs, whatever it is, right? So sitting down with a whiteboard or a notebook, actually mapping this stuff out is going to help you understand what content to create. And then you're going to use your content to show your audience that you understand their problems, that you have the solution. And then, and this is the part that people leave out too often, you're going to actually invite them to get your help. Okay. (laughs) Um, This goes back to the problems with sales. If you get nothing else from this, having a call to action to take the next step on every piece of content that you create 
is probably going to make a vast difference in your results. So if that's the nugget you want to take away, I'm fine with that. All right, now that you have this understanding, you have these foundational pieces, how do you actually come up with ideas? I know people struggle a lot with this, and I have a very simple system for you. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going to tell you how you can, if you're for my visual people out there, I'm going to tell you how to go and download the documents and get the walkthrough so that you can create this. It's a very, very simple process that I learned from one of my mentors called the 10 by 10. So once you have this understanding, your journey, your audience, your offer, you're simply going to sit down and you're going to think of 10 main topics that you can now produce content about. 10 things that your audience needs to know about, 10 things that you want your audience to know about, uh, could be 10 mistakes that they're making, 10 main topics. And then under each of those topics, you're going to come up with 10 subtopics. And those subtopics are going to be your actual articles, blog posts, podcasts, whatever. The format of the content is completely up to you. Now, this is a process that I have walked a lot of my clients through in the past. It never takes more than two hours. We always come up with at least 100 ideas. They come in, they're like, this is, I'm never going to be able to think of this much stuff. And then through this process, we're able to pull that out of them and they are shocked about how much they actually know and how many ideas they actually have. If you have a team, you might want to sit down with your team and do this exercise together. One of the things that people have trouble with or one of the reasons that people have trouble is they try to make creating content like this all-in-one mush of a task where they sit down, they try to think of something to write, and then they try to write it. And their brain turns to mush and they wonder why they struggle. It's actually two different parts of your brain. So the act of coming up with ideas should be separate from the act of sitting down to produce those ideas. There's your next gem. Separate those things and I think you'll have a lot more success. Once you come up with this library of ideas, then you can kind of sit down and look at, okay, now I have all these topics. I have my customer journey. Let me now map some of these topics onto this journey and figure out what is the most valuable thing we can produce first, second, third. Now we have clarity around your offer, your audience, and your customer journey. We have a bank of ideas. And now we need to know where are we storing all this content? How are we keeping organized? And for this, I like to use a tool called Airtable. If you don't know Airtable, it is a beautiful relational database. So just think of, you know, if you think of Google Sheets or Excel as sort of like a two-dimensional spreadsheet, Airtable is a relational database where not only can you have different tables, but you can connect all your data together and organize your data in ways that you just cannot do in a spreadsheet. So that is the tool that I prefer to use. And uh, I have a template and it's called the pot. Of, we call it the pot of gold. So that is the place where we keep all of our content. We use it to plan content and we use it to store content once it's actually created. If you want to get these two things, um, if you want what I call the 10 minute content strategy, you can go to carveldigital.com slash content and you can get that. That's a free resource. If you want a template version of the pot of gold that we use to actually keep track of all this, you can go to carveldigital.com slash pot o gold. And we'll have both of those links in the show notes for you. And that is a paid product, but it's very affordable. All right. So these are the two weapons that we have. And once you have started to create this content, you have a place to store it. Now the question is, where are you going to deploy this content? Where should you put this content? 
And really that's going to depend on your business, where your audience is hanging out. But let me give you a few things to think about. Of course, you can put content on your website and that is a great place to put it. If you already have uh, a lot of traffic to your website, then, you know, you can be reasonably certain that eyes are going to eyes are going to find that content. If you're newer and you don't have a lot of traffic to your website, then I'm not saying don't put it on your blog, but you are also going to have to strategize and work to figure out how are you going to get people's eyes over to your blog to read that content. Same with a YouTube channel. Basically, if you're building audience, you are going to have to start by going where the people are and you're going to have to give those people a reason to come to you, right? So you're laying out these breadcrumbs and you're, and you're giving people valuable content that's going to encourage them and make them want to know more about you. And that's what's going to get them over to your platforms. So social media is the obvious and easiest choice for this because it is quote unquote free. (laughs) I say that I say quote unquote, because, you know, if you're not paying for it, then you're the product. And I think, I think most people know that by now, but you know, social media is where people are hanging out. And so it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense to go, you know, depending on your industry, that might be Facebook, it might be Instagram, it might be LinkedIn, like figuring out where your people are and going and putting your content there and interacting with the people who engage with your content there makes a lot of sense. And when you're doing this, your calls to action are going to be to get people back to your website, to get people onto your email list to draw people into the places that you control where you can then build relationship. If you're listening to this and you are still basing all of your marketing on platforms you do not own, let this be the last day that you do that also, okay? So you can think of your content on social and on places that you don't own as sort of like your dating profile and you're trying to you know, draw people in and, and have that first coffee date, right? Get them to, um, to come over into your world. So. That is really the process. And I'm going to stop there because then we go into, you know, then we go into lead nurturing and all of that kind of stuff. But I've given you a lot already (laughs) to digest. So I want you to be able to sit with that. You might need to go back and re-listen to this episode again. For sure, go get the show notes and go to those links and download those resources that I mentioned. And also come on over to the Service CEOs Facebook group so we can chat about this. Like if this concept is new to you, I would love to know what resonated with you and what was kind of the biggest aha for you in listening to this. So I hope that I made good on dropping a pile of gems on you. And now is the time if you have found this valuable where you can open up your uh, app of choice and leave your five-star rating and review. I super, super appreciate that. This is episode five of our podcast and it really, really helps us to get the word out so that we can save people from making these content mistakes um, so that we can give people businesses that they really enjoy so that they can live the life they want to live, honestly. All right. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Can't wait to talk to you next time. We're going to talk about some tech really soon, and I'm excited to dig into that as well. Until I come into your ears again, be sure to begin as you mean to go on. The Content Marketing Pot of Gold is my not-so-secret weapon for being able to find and share my content at a moment's notice and allow my team to keep my social media popping while keeping my brand voice on point. 
It's an Airtable database template that will help you organize, categorize, and track all of your content across all your marketing channels. If you don't know Airtable, it's a gorgeous relational database tool that helps you visualize your content any way you want. Think spreadsheets on steroids. Go to carveldigital.com slash goals to grab your copy of The Pot of Gold today.